Hello and welcome everyone to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Royal in real time podcast where we go through Persona 5 Royal in real time. That's it. It explains itself right there. We did it in the title. We got it in one and we're good to go. My name is Jonathan Dorbush and I'm joined as always by Tom Marks. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it got picked up on your end, but you blew out the mic so much that Discord was like, I can't handle the Merry. Oh, no. I'm sure it was fine, but it was just very funny. But yes, too much happiness. This is uh, Christmas week, so Merry Christmas to all of those out there celebrating. Uh, We are, of course, as we've been talking about uh, for those listening, when the show is going live, for those listening after, this doesn't mean anything. But we are recording this a little bit early so that we can, you know, have our appropriate breaks. And also because I won't have a PlayStation with me around this time. Um, And as Tom pointed out before we began the show, that means this will be the longest amount of time that we don't play Persona 5 this year so far. Like, since we started the show. We finished, we finished the, or I finished the, like, what we were playing through got to the 26th or whatever and then i stopped and i was like oh i don't play persona again until december 30th like i i have i've played i haven't not played persona for a week and eight months yeah there's i'm definitely going to have a panic moment like at some point over the break of like oh no i'm forgetting to do something there's like a four or five hour chunk of my week i'm supposed to be accounting for (laughs) Um, but yeah, we're, so we are recording this a little bit early, so we don't have, uh, access to comments of those who have been, you know, playing and catching up to this time. So we're definitely wanting to, uh, jump into comments and, and your thoughts on this very, very non-important section of the game. Uh, when we get back after you've, you know, listened or watched this episode, uh, we definitely want to be able to incorporate your thoughts afterwards. So we, we will for sure in future weeks, but, uh, Tom, we have, December 20th through December 26th to discuss this week. And it's going to be a lot. But before yeah. before we get there, I do want to start with, as always, a recap of a house episode. We do not have time for these jokes. <laughs> we do not have time for these jokes. Give, give me your, your, your quiz uh, yes. question again. So the quiz question last for last week was uh, looking at the treasures in Shido's palace, as we do with uh, each of the palace ones. So the question was, which of these treasures is not actually picked up in Shido's palace? And the theming I chose for this week was just picking the weirdest possible treasures I could rather than any sort of like... Uh, ones that make sense for his palace. So the the options were a marble chessboard, a sequined glove, a tortoise hairpin, and an old kaleidoscope. Now, uh, nobody obviously were recording this, like you said, so we didn't get answers. Yeah. Thank you if you did. No post one got a it right. No one got it right. No. Um, if you did post a comment in the meantime, thank you. We appreciate you you commenting all the same. But Jonathan, did you have a guess between these? I do. I also want to say I can't stop looking at the video feed of the two of us because you look like you're in a warm Christmas happy place and I look like I'm a freezing ghost of Christmas past. Well, uh, despite my background being warm. We've got the spectrum covered. Exactly. Uh, so this is hard for me because I feel like I have heard several of these, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I heard them in this palace. And that's the problem that I'm going okay. here with. So with that in mind, I'm going to say, oh, it's, ah, I'm going to say old kaleidoscope. That is incorrect. Uh, okay. I'm going to say tortoise hairpin. That is incorrect. I'm going to say marble chessboard. You have succeeded at incorrectly yes. guessing all of them. Congratulations. Nice. That was actually yeah. the secret way to win. Yeah. Uh, just eliminations. You know. um, yes. Yeah. So it was glove. the sequin glove was the one I made up. 
they are all just like nonsense to me, which oh, yeah. I really appreciate. I'm not like mad about that or anything. No, it's just, it's just like very funny. None of these are things I think about when I think of a cruise, I guess. Right. Or Shido. Yeah. Yes. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. They should have done a lot more. I mean, obviously this isn't the full list of treasures, but I really hope the rest of the treasures are just nautical themed things like a sailor's cap and whatnot. Yeah. I think yeah. there's, I think there's some of that in there. There's some, there is, there are some more thematic ones, but yeah. yeah, there was just some weird ones in there too this time. Well, hopefully everyone out there who listened last week did much better than I did and got to the <laughs> answer before literally getting down to that being the only answer. Uh, but other than that, I think we can, we can just jump right into it, Tom. This yeah. is December 20th through December 26th, AKA as you've put in the sh- the run of show, the gang kills God. Yep. <laughs> My favorite It's Always Sunny episode. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is, obviously we're going to get into the big, big stuff at the end of the week. I feel compelled to say this, even though presumably if you're listening to this show, you have played Persona 5. But naturally, spoilers for essentially the end of Persona 5. Yeah, you know. Just to I, be safe. If you have gotten this far and have like wandered into this podcast unawares of what's happening or what's going on, um, please let me know, because I really would love to hear from that person. What, what the algorithm is doing. Yeah, I need yeah. to know. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into this week. And of course, what better way to start such an important week than to discuss exams? <laughs> exams! Um, the funny thing is, I actually do like this exam what this exams does anyway. Yeah. So I'm like happy to talk about it, even though we have so much. Yeah. I don't want to spend, you know, our usual probably 30 minutes on exams, but it is, sure. <laughs> a, you know, just to pick up from the last episode, it is this funny thing of, you know, we're coming off of the Shido boss battle, which as far as you would know, as a player is kind of the final boss battle. Like it works right. very well that way. And it is the big bad that you've been chasing. And then it's this very funny uh, dichotomy of you, you saved Japan. Got to go take your tests, my dude. That's what what's up next. Um, yeah, and and kind of structurally, what these exams do, I think, or, or at least what it feels like to me, is it gives the gang enough time to like realize something is wrong. Yeah. Right. Like it it draws out the weak in a way that feels semi-natural so that you can every day be pelted with like little pop-ups from like people and messages from your friends being like nobody is reacting to this the way that they should be yeah because the end is like you said it's such a climactic finale and then there's just this weird lingering that i love that's no one cares wait yeah what's (laughs) going on right now yeah and it works really well in that way i totally agree with you i think and i think it's a good amount of time because it also doesn't linger for you know like six months or something and then it comes back like it's still very much top of mind for the group it's not like things have gone on too far this is still you know about a week removed uh and so yeah as you were saying it largely lets us get those check-ins whether it's the group texts or you know people talking to each other stopping on the train uh tracks not the train tracks the train platform they're not just on the train tracks i know how trains work um just except in mementos they are so kind of you're correct uh, we're not there yet, though. Uh, but so, yeah, as as we start off with December 20th, uh, we have exams on this day, as we will for the next couple days. Uh, but uh, largely, I think the, the key takeaways here, I don't have anything major in my notes from, like, the dialogue of this day, but it's largely everyone continuing to get on that theme, as you said, of people doubting what's going on, things not yeah. really seeming to care, the, the general populace about Shido being arrested. 
we do get this cute or little... not being arrested. Excuse me, yes, not being arrested. Um, yeah. We get this cute little interaction of Kasumi, uh, you know, wanting to hang out after exams because that's what you promised her on that, that rooftop all those days ago. <laughs> yeah, like a week ago. Um, but that's pretty much it. Do you want to hold, like, just totality of exam discussion until we get to the end of it? Oh, actually, I guess that promise or, that promise was a month ago. Excuse me. Yes, you're um, correct. It's up to you. Yeah, just to blow through these, because I think these days as a whole kind of, like, work together Yeah. Um, before we get there. But, yeah, so December 21st and 22nd as well uh, are also exams. Um, the 21st, you do have another run-in, uh, Kasumi and on at the train. Um, it, go ahead. Both both these interactions, both the Kasumi on the 20th, because then she texts you at the in the evening of the 20th as well, yeah. um, and then running into her and on again at the train station kind of feels like the game like reminding you she exists a little bit for sure because because the the bulk of shido right like that entire almost entirety of the whole encounter with shido post sai and all that stuff is like pretty much vanilla base game persona 5 so like she just doesn't have much to do with anything so like as we talked about a few weeks ago there's that scene where it's like oh finally i thought this was the moment we get her to join the phantom thieves and then it's like no it's not your time yet and it's right exactly oh yeah because they'd have to reprogram this entire part of the game (laughs) yeah so this feels like kind of like a you just beat the boss so like we're checking in reminding you this character is still around and still likes you and still has plot threads going or whatever. exactly and since she's the only one of the like royal specific characters so far of like Maruki's obviously not here um Akechi rest in peace for now uh is not here we get you you were gonna talk about that Tom uh we <laughs> get this little interaction I agree with you it is very much sort of a like hey don't forget about Kasumi because presumably we put her in this game for some damn reason so, <laughs> you know 110 hours in we better find that reason I hope she um, had to catch that balloon for that little kid <laughs> I was that would be hilarious if that was the only important thing she ever did in this game. That kid comes back. He's the final boss of the DLC. I get that. Yeah. The he, balloon is his persona. He actually hates balloons. <laughs> and so he was hoping to let it go and then she ruined his day. Um oh, man. Anyway, we get that sort of interaction and then again December 22nd is another exams day. Uh and just here we do get one last bit of free time uh before th- before things go wild, like across town, you can go wherever. Yeah. Uh, and then we also, before we get into that free time, I just want to mention, uh, you have it here as well, but like Mishimo mentions the website isn't busy at all. Like things again, continue to be quiet. What I love about this Mishima interaction is you can still pretend like you have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> and like, Why are you texting me? I assume it's just sort of like, a, you know, he, he, you may not have actually spent any time with him. So maybe right. you don't care about him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, before we get into our free time and everything, why why do you like this bit of exams? What about? I like it? this. I like this bit of exams because the first two days are material you know, and then the last day uh, is you were gone for a month of school because you had faked your death. Yeah. So the last day it asks two questions that you won't know the answer to because you mm-hmm. weren't in class to learn them, yeah. which I think is just like a very good bit. <laughs> and the thing I also really like is that the study session with Makoto or the study session session with the gang where you can ask Makoto to teach you something. Uh, and she's like, you're going to have to guess what what's on the test. And like, hopefully it's there or not. Um, she gives you three options, Japanese history 
or Japanese history or social studies. And I believe two of those things, she gives you the answer to two of the possible questions, right, that are on the test, and then one of them is irrelevant. So if you pick the subject that is incorrect, you don't, like, actually, you can't answer one of the questions, which is, or... You, you, you won't know the answer to either question, which I, I just think it's very cute that at the end of this game, amidst all this heavy stuff, they're still doing these little school life goofs like this that play well, right? Like, they're still fun. It shows that it's still as important to these characters as it was at the beginning. Like, they've gone through all this, but they're still teenagers. Like, they still yeah. have to care about all this stuff. Um, and, and to your point, I picked the subject that didn't matter. <laughs> it was about I, a question we'd already done before about like how the letter or the word for crow and bird is different or, or crow right. and something else. Yeah. Yeah. I picked, I picked one of the ones that mattered. So I, I actually only, I got one of the questions that day wrong, oh, which okay. I was sad about, uh, but it was close. I tried to math it out, but it didn't quite work, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I just think that's, I just think that's a fun thing. No, totally. I, I think it is especially a nice twist toward the end of the game and one that works thematically and also one that isn't like if you do terribly you're not really being penalized here right ton. you um, you theoretically already have max knowledge you have no need for you probably have max of the other stats so getting high grades like improves your charm is like great yay like yeah none of it matters but no. it's um, cool until they carry over your stats to persona 5-2 <laughs> um but tom what did you do on your final open free time yeah this this free time is interesting too right because i was all um in the last episode i was all nervous about like you know all, getting shinya on the last day for the last upgrade but i forgot about this november 22nd or december 22nd day where um basically everyone is available to you i think yeah. the only people that are not available to you are yoshida and mishima because they're like the you know the automatic ones that you wouldn't net it would be very easy theoretically for you to level up i assume is why they're not there um yeah so so you basically have like one last chance to hang out with somebody during the day and one last chance to hang out with somebody during the night um which i like yeah and i wasted because i didn't have anyone to hang out with so i uh took futaba to akihabara and uh she bought me a hero action figure nice so that was nice nice uh for my room and then in the evening, I w worked out at the gym. <laughs> one last, yeah, one last session. One, one, I get it. One last ride. <laughs> uh, on the treadmill. Um, yeah. Well, I used this day much better than you. I went to Mementos. <laughs> what? So my reasoning for going to Mementos here is because I was playing this part of the game on a different day that I played the next few days. Oh, okay. And so I wanted to knock out a bunch of mementos grinding gotcha. during this session and not have to deal with that when I knew I was going to have like three hours of story to deal with. Sure. That makes sense. So, and there was no one in the day to hang out with. Like Shinya was not available for me. Okay. So oh, interesting. I, yeah, I could, maybe I missed him, but I was pretty sure I couldn't find anyone. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe it gives you an opportunity to like hang out with the people you've maxed. A, a lot of max people were available. Huh. I don't uh, and then, know then. In the, then in the evening I could hang out with Oya and I did to get her to rank nine. So Well then I have no clue. <laughs> I don't either. Um but anyway, I did th that's what I did was mementos cool. to basically do a grind sesh, uh got like ten levels, uh like you did last time, and then right, right, right. hung out with Oya. Um 
And then, yeah, I was, I was nervous because I had remembered back. I played the largely the end of this game after Okumura's Palace when I kept getting one-shotted in the base game. I played the rest of it on easy because I just wanted to see the story through. Like, I did not sure. care at that point about proving myself. But I've been playing on normal, and I wanted to stick to normal just for the whole playthrough. But I, I wanted to make sure I was powerful enough, so I, I did this leveling for that purpose. Nice. Um, But yeah, that is that, that those three days. Cool. And then the game ends. And then the game ends. <laughs> so, starting with December 23rd, the sort of prelude to everything. And even though it's mm-hmm. the prelude, I still have a lot of a lot of notes written down. Um, but we sort of get uh, a, a little bit of both <clears throat> what's going on with the Phantom Thieves as well as sort of on the Shido side. Uh, as far as the public has been told, Shido essentially is in poor health uh, and the inauguration has been postponed and people are kind of like, whatever about it, just hope he's well. No one right. seems to really care. Um, and that's very different from what Sai had, had been telling the group was going to happen before this Sai essentially had been like, things are looking good. Like we're going to get this dude essentially. Um, and not so much, but we, you know, we're overhearing people wanting Shido to still be in charge. That very much seems to be the ca- the, the case still at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and frustratingly, you know, pushing Sai even further out of the realm of being correct, uh, she's not allowed to see Shida. Like she wants to be able to see him to be able to deal with this case uh, and everything. And the acting SIU director just takes her off the case entirely. Uh, basically, Who we know is evil. Yes. Um, as we were sort of establishing last week, the people around Shido want to make sure the plan goes forward, even if Shido isn't there to make it happen. Right. Um, so we continue to see that all fall out sort of here. Um, also that dude tells her like to use this time wisely and, uh, maybe go look for a husband, which is like, screw you, dude. Size great. Yeah. However she wants to live her life. Um, <laughs> anyway, back at the cafe, we get the group meeting. Um, well, yes, there, there was, there is one other important thing when the gang is meeting at Shibuya, oh, which is that yes. they look online and like people are talking mm. about how the right. phantom thieves never existed. Right. Right. Yeah. It's basically like the public sentiment has changed from, boy, go Phantom Thieves, to, like, everyone just sort of being like, oh, I can't believe I ever believed those rumors about those Phantom Thieves. What a joke that was. It was all fake. And, like, the world suddenly just is acting like they don't exist and never did exist in, like, a really alarming way. Yeah, yeah. There has very clearly been this shift in society. And so as the group goes back uh, to kind of figure out, like, what to do, um, everyone is extremely angry and upset about things um i i do kind of want to i have like a very rambly set of notes so stop me (laughs) if you feel like i'm missing something okay there there's a really interesting point that i i felt makoto brought up of saying they felt like they were inside a palace um at this moment which starts to seed into what we're about to get into um but you know the group is conferring sai comes in and reveals what's happened that like she's been denied getting to talk to Shido that there won't really be a case. Um, and she's worried that crimes using the metaverse could advance to a national scale. Um, worried it's only a matter of time before the group is caught as well. Uh, and so she sort of asks us for help one last time. Uh, and so, you know, the group trying to figure out what to do. Morgana suggests that maybe the best thing to do would be to steal the collective treasure of everyone in mementos right. so let's go all the way to the heart of mementos and steal humanity's collective treasure even though causing that to collapse would mean causing the collective metaverse essentially to collapse obviously they're running on sort of theories at this point 
because they don't exactly know. We we get, you know, throughout all this, the, the running theme of, <clears throat> excuse me, Morgana, you know, still dealing with their memories of, of what they're actually remembering, what their past was and all of that. But this seems to be the best hypothesis they have going forward. Right. Um, anything about that conversation do you feel like I'm off off base about or no they yeah it's it's basically that right like the, the they introducing the idea that mementos they kind of always said that like mementos was the, the public's palace but like you didn't really like take that seriously and this is a kind of crystallizing moment where Morgana's like no it's actually the public's palace but right so we could change everyone's heart at once if we go there and steal whatever treasure is there um, is I think kind of like an eye-opening thing for me where when I was playing the first time, I never really thought of Mementos as anything but like kind of this grindy other area, right? I knew something was up with it with Morgana wanting to get to the bottom of it, but I sort of assumed a lot of that might be side stuff. So this was like really surprising to me when, when initially when like it was like, oh yeah, that's the next place we're going was definitely a surprise to me. And I think it's really cool that it's there the whole time. And right. And obviously, if you haven't been going in this whole time, we've been mentioning we've been going in. Hopefully that led people to go. But if you haven't been going in, you have a hell of a few hours ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, hopefully you've been going, keeping up, at least unlocking a little bit of it over time. And I do really love the idea that this thing that has been there, because I totally agree with you. The first time I played, I assumed, oh, this is just a like side dungeon, essentially. Um, right. And it's not. It is extremely important. But also, uh, yeah, as the team is reflecting on this, they realize, like, oh, this may cause the metaverse to collapse. This would essentially mean, you know, after Akechi had asked us to be, to end the Phantom Thieves, this might actually end the Phantom Thieves. Like, our business may not exist anymore. Sure. Um, And so the group sort of has to deal with that, but that is sort of the plan to go ahead. And, uh, you know, what better thing to do then than to have a free evening in the cafe? (laughs) Tom, what did you do with this for evening? I uh, I did some pull-ups. Nice. You know, worked out. Got swole. Of course. Also, uh, my uh, display of, like, items, like that bookshelf thing, yes. that shelf, yeah. is completely full now. So I'm very happy about that. Very nice. I have maybe three things. <laughs> uh, I made curry because I always am worried about my SP, so I just wanted to be safe. That's fair. Um, and did that. And then, yeah, as as the evening sort of rounds out, uh, finally, we get our max rank with Morgana. Uh, one Yay! Of the, yeah, one of the, the structured confidant lines in the game. Uh, we, we finish our confidant line with Morgana, though, of course, you know, our time with Morgana is not over just yet. Um, but nothing, nothing really from that conversation, I guess, like, stands out to me. No. Just kind of was like, oh, yeah, we're max ranked now. Yeah, pretty much. It's um, just like, oh, we should probably do this before the final... <clears throat> final fight yeah i think it's just like a yeah we're friends max rank there we go um we've shared a bed for months like we're friends at this point (laughs) uh anyway before the evening ends before we get into december 24th christmas eve uh we do wake up on our jail cell one more time in the velvet room uh and igor tells us ruin is unavoidable now essentially he's discussing how the mass he finds it peculiar the masses don't remember us uh, and fixing it may be impossible, even with the appearance of a trickster, such as ourselves. Um, this is humanity's limit. The time of ruin is nigh. I wrote these down specifically so I could say them. The time of <laughs> ruin is nigh. Uh, one due to the distortion of man's own heart. So basically, Igor is just like a doomsday sayer at this point. 
It's really yeah. like I know everyone well, knows because we've played this week. It's just really hard to talk about him and not like I uh, hate that man so much. <laughs> like he's just sitting here being like, oh, things didn't work out. It's like you were the problem. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty lame. Like of him, right? but it like, works. As a character. Like it works. In the yeah, game. it works. Yeah. But the the other thing that this is right is this moment is really like you starting to trying to like telling you to start questioning him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's just like, yeah, you lose. And then even the twins are like, wait, what? Yeah. And like this Velvet Room scene is quick, right? Yes. Like, it's fast. It's just like him being like, oh man, you really messed up. And the twins are like, uh, oh, okay, sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's As you said, it starts to see that. I do want to mention, obviously for people at home, because especially there might be very more dedicated uh, Persona franchise fans than us. Um, Tom, I don't know how much you know about Igor in general. I am I know a little bit about this, that okay. the voice was different, basically. It was like a tell for a long time for t- Persona fans. Yeah, and we can get into some of the specifics. It, it It's most paramount, I think, in a later scene, because I was, I was looking into it, and apparently they reused voice lines of the original Japanese actor in a later scene where it makes sense to. But, gotcha. um yeah, obviously, I only know what I read and tried not to spoil other games for me because I'd like to eventually play at least three and four. But right. um, yeah, obviously, there's more important stuff going on with the Velvet Room, and we can dip into that a little bit as we get there. But first, we got to celebrate Christmas Eve. Hooray! Uh, and so, of course, Christmas Eve, we just hang out, drink eggnog, uh, open a couple presents early because you just can't help it. And Jonathan... Uh, you're forgetting the most important part of what happens on December 24th. Um, Grades are posted. You're right. Of course. Grades are posted and you find out whether or not you're top of the class. I was. Top of the class! Hell yeah. Uh, And now we go drink eggnog. Yes, yeah. Now we go and have a happily ever after. Nothing goes Mm -hmm. wrong ever again. Actually, no. So many things go wrong very quickly and it's all doom and gloom and awful. Um. Yeah, here we go. We're we're into sort of the the Let's meat get into it. of this week. Oh man! So December twenty fourth, as you mentioned, our grades are posted, and then we're like, oh yeah, now we got to go do this very important thing. So as the group plans to, we go to Mementos pretty much straight away, and it is we are going to get to the bottom of it uh, before we jump in fully. Haru and On sort of notice that Morgana is acting a little bit peculiar. Um, Morgana is obviously very focused and very fixated on wanting to get there because as we know from seeing everything, like they deeply believe some revelation about who they are will be waiting for them somewhere. Um, can, can I talk about a very mean thing that this game does at this point? Yes. Uh, so you go to Mementos and you say, okay, we're going to go to the depths of Mementos and open the big door that's at the bottom of Mementos. Um, and then you it automatically starts you on the first floor of mementos. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. As if to say, you must go through all of them. (laughs) And obviously what you can do is just say, nah, and go back up a floor and then teleport to the bottom. And you're good. Yeah. (laughs) But all like all that does is I'm sure there's some poor souls out there who didn't realize that you could just, yeah. Teleport. 
and just like got tricked and was the game was like okay i guess the game wants me to go through all of them and just had to go through like 50 floors of mementos yeah i like i i went to the first rest stop just for the sake of it because i was just already going that way like i sure i had started driving and was like oh wait why didn't i turn around whatever yeah uh, it's like two floors exactly right? and i went to the unfortunately that meant because i had a couple empty uh persona slots it meant that i had like level four personas going into this final <laughs> palace um but yeah you can obviously do that i very much hope no one did go through all the floors of course it does depend how much you've done of persona or of mementos as well before sure this. so yeah I, it seems like both of us, though, <clears throat> got to the final floor that we could beforehand. Yeah. Um, so for us, it was an easy teleport. By this point, also, like, that area of mementos, maybe the final floor or two I would get into battles, I was insta-killing everything. And we'll get into the, how that affects the palace going forward. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. The, but, You mean the bottom floor of mementos? Yeah, yeah. 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 Of actual mementos, I was I was insta-killing stuff. But sure. you, you, you get to this door... Um, and and then it's essentially it opens up to another door and this is a major massive door that based on what we can tell only sort of opens from this side yeah and lets people in but not out exactly and all around us we see the trains that have been you know driving through mementos all sort of letting out here and letting people walk into this area and so theoretically civilization is just walking into this area that they can go into and then can't get out of Right. So we'll, we'll learn that it's not great that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, so we do that and get through the door. And then we have what is essentially the, the metaverse or excuse me, the metaverse, the mementos palace, like the, yeah. pr- the palace proper. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we were talking about this before the show. I, I guess I had forgotten about it, but like, it's a pretty quick palace and a pretty simple one. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's partly quick because you, I don't know about you, but like, I literally didn't get into a single fight that I wasn't forced into because I was insta-killing I was insta-killing everything too, yeah. Yeah. I was was in low, mid-70s, I think. Right. And that, I don't think that that is necessarily like, I think it's probably not as as quick of a palace if you aren't just insta-killing everybody. That's very true. Um, but... To, to that ex- that extent, like, it is a very simple palace. Like, you know, we, we this is what we were talking about before. Like, we, when you go through Shido's palace, it's got, like, these distinct areas, right? And this, this palace is cool and it's fun, but it's very much blends together to a certain extent where it's all just sort of, like, combat encounters and those, like, light-up-the-tiles floor-steppy puzzles. Yeah, which, don't and, get me wrong... I love those types of puzzles and I could have done about a hundred of them. Yeah. They were, <laughs> if they, they I think to. it's a fun puzzle. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's fun that it makes you, you know, it tricks you occasionally and it's like, Oh, this is an impossible one. Unless you go do this other thing first. Like I really like the structure of this palace and I like yeah. the way that it sort of increases in complexity as you go. Um, yeah. But it does also just sort of blend together in the end. And I think that contributes to the fact that it doesn't feel very, it doesn't feel as dense or as thick as other palaces do maybe because of that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, as you were saying, it's, it's essentially this cadence of floors where you're fighting enemies, insta-killing if, if you happen to be Tom and me for a little bit. Uh, and you're going through these areas. There's some puzzle or some treasure chest, excuse me, throughout. Uh, these puzzles are, are the floor puzzles that, as you said, increase from 
just pretty simple to you needing to complete other parts to maybe open an area or open another floor panel to be able to complete them to having to complete them in a certain number of steps. Uh, yeah. As you said, I think these are really great puzzles. Like I, they're genuinely some of the my favorite puzzles in the whole game when it comes to the palaces. Yeah. Um, and so I was really happy to have these here to sort of split things up. But essentially, it's you go from those floors to floors where it's like, whoa, we're going even deeper down, and everyone gets in the Morgana cat bus and drives down a massive road that you don't even see the end of to another sort of similar area. Yeah, you are going to the core of the earth pretty much in exactly. how deep you're going. And yeah, because you like, you know, before this, oh, we've traveled 50 floor of mementos. Like we've gone pretty far down. And this is, I think, meant to be like, oh, no, you're going so much further is, is sort yeah. of the scope there. Um, and then along the way, you also get stopped at these jail cell areas. And that's sort of where we learn that people are are willingly essentially jailing themselves because it's comfortable to be locked up here and not have to worry about things than to be out there and potentially worry. Um, yeah. And to further combat that, or to further uh, add complexity to that, we also run into the cognitions of the people we've defeated palaces of. Uh, and, yes. And they essentially are saying the people who have palaces outside of here are captives who escaped. Right. from mementos and sort of went mad and were you know went mad with that power and that knowledge and created their own palaces outside of mementos and so mementos and whatever is controlling mementos very much wants to keep everything on lock keep everything you know under its control we know that there is a quarantine cell at the bottom that apparently has the worst of the worst in there somehow right um, and we're i i really like that these story elements here like they're they're not presented as the biggest revelations, but I think they are some of the coolest revelations we get in the, this part of the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, the the idea of this sort of captivity thing that's been going on for, for much longer and that those people escaped and created their palaces as a result. And then we just sent them back here. And we essentially sent them back into a, a state of, uh, you know, this weird captivity yeah. that they enjoy. This... This whole reveal with Mementos is, to me, the the core of the entire game, right? Like, this is, the, the I think, the one of the most important themes and ideas that this entire game presents, you know, anywhere and the whole runtime. Yeah. Which is, like, you can change as many individuals as you want, but, like, fundamentally this idea that humanity has gotten so complacent right yeah. so just like overwhelmed and anxious and worried about life that all they want to do is just like lock themselves away whether they know it consciously or not that this is what they want that they just want to like lock themselves away and like just let somebody else drive right yeah is a very dark and upsetting and also kind of relate like pretty relatable idea right Especially after uh, two years in lockdown, obviously not lockdown we wanted yeah. to be in, but after two years of that, yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, where you're just like, all right, I'm just on autopilot. Like, yeah. I think everyone has had periods in their life, and if you haven't yet, you're probably gonna at some point, and don't be afraid of it. <laughs> Sorry it's, to the like, youngins out there. <laughs> yeah, where where you kind of just find yourself on autopilot a little yeah. bit, and you're just like going through the motions, and then you eventually like sort of realize that and snap out of it, or sometimes you don't, and like it's it's a scary thought and it's really, it's really cool 
that that's what this game is about at its core is like the complacency of people and the phantom thieves kind of aren't in this jail because they have the will of rebellion to stand up and do something about making the world a better place. And they are, they are different because they are willing to take action. Like fundamentally that's what separates them is like a really positive message. Yeah. It's very funny too. Cause you said the phrase that I was going to bring up, but like that will of rebellion that gets mentioned here is it's so funny after a hundred hours of kind of clicking through very quickly every time I had a confidant or whatever. And they tell me about the, the will of, of a person and whatever. And it's like, Oh yeah, no, that's actually very, very important and, and means a lot here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I love this revelation and I do think it is so massively central to, to what the game is about in the end. And I also don't think it's bad that we get the full extent of it here. Like I think it is sure. seeded enough in relation to all the other themes going on that I think it works so well here. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think you're totally right because like it, it comes late. Like it is a thing that comes very late, but it is so kind of interwoven into so many of the ideas earlier in the yeah. same way that like Madarame and Kaneshiro working for Shido is like, kind of just makes sense in a certain way. Like, even though it's like an end abrupt, like kind of end game re- uh, revelation, this is the same thing where it's like, it's sort of just like, Whoa, this is a lot of information to just get at the end. But it so ties into all the other things that have kind of been mentioned throughout the game Yeah, that it, it totally works because then you're like, oh, we were the enemy all along is like kind of a cool thing. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, yeah, I love this whole section. And I do want to just mention another small character moment that I thought was really great here just because of our continued theme of Haru being the best person. Um, she is. Futaba, like when they're meeting all these cognitions, Futaba mentions that like, oh, Okumura isn't here. And Haru is just, like, wonderful about it, at, like, even though she just mentioned her deceased father. And she's like, no, yeah, it's, I, it's okay. I understand. <laughs> ice cold, Futaba. Yeah. That uh, man is deceased. But, like, uh, come on. Yeah. Anyway, everyone else, including Shido, is down here. And they're pretty happy to be in the, pal- the like, this prison of regression, as they call it. Right. Uh, anyway, we continue to go down further. And we meet up with our good pal, the Holy Grail. Yes. Um this wonderful, wonderful giant chalice with also like two hands kind of sticking by it on the floor in this sort of panth or not pantheon, but sort of like a Colosseum, uh, massive area. Uh, it's, it, all of the people essentially are, are jailed around it. Uh, and it's getting its life force from them. Uh, yeah. and, and that becomes relevant in the battle we're about to have with it. Um, right. The fake battle. This is like a total fake out of a final boss fight. Exactly. Because you you attack this thing for all you can, and the inmates of this prison essentially just keep healing it. No matter what you do, they heal it for like crazy amounts. Like the game is like, oh, here's a thousand HP. Oh, here's 900 HP. This thing just keeps getting, you it's, know. It's actually like a thousand, like like five or six times exactly like it's like an unmanageable like completely unmanageable amount of healing yeah it would be impossible to fight this thing yeah in that way and and it very quickly reveals itself to be that and so no matter what you do things are going bad the holy grail essentially just starts insulting all of them and saying uh the will uh of the children of man uh it, it sort of is is the creation of the will of the children of man who have fallen into sloth uh, as long as humanity yearns for it, this Holy Grail won't perish. Uh, and so it's, it's sort of just saying, you know, it, it feeds off this complacency, this wanting to be on autopilot. And so long as that exists, 
it's going to be in control. Um, and then at this point, uh, everything kind of goes white. Am I misremembering? Or is that when this happens? Uh, no, that's basically, it starts to turn gold. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah, it does, it does turn gold. Thank it you. turns itself gold, and it gets shiny gold from the power of the people. And then it, like, everything, it makes everything go white and disappear. And also at this point, Morgana is starting to say that they remember everything. Right. Uh, but anyway, right from there, we're back in the real world. Yes. And things are good. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Everything worked out just okay. No, but the I, gang like immediately realizes like, oh, we lost, didn't yeah. we? Like they, they I love know that. immediately. Yeah, like, oh, we didn't do it. This didn't work out. And uh, they also quickly realize that because as I wrote down, it gets freaking metal. <laughs> like <laughs> the world, it starts turning into a Slayer album cover. It's raining blood. There's uh, just these gross like organy bone constructions all across uh shibuya like everywhere yeah. they're they're into the sky so high you can't see them this cutscene uh, rules it's so cool and it's so rad and gross and dark um and what's uh, amazing about it is no one notices except for them right uh the and me- your confidants and your confidants uh you just start to see this happen and are obviously freaking out because this is insane. This shouldn't be happening. Uh, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, some of your confidants. I don't know if it's related to who's maxed out for you or not. I um, think it is. I, I think so, too. But, like, I had Sojiro and uh, Takemi sort of, like, meet with each other uh, on the streets of Yangajaya. Yeah. Uh, Hifumi noticed. Yoshida noticed. Uh, Mishima noticed. But I don't think it was everyone. Oh, yeah. For me, I think it was everyone. Oya actually shows up twice, which I really enjoy. <laughs> Oya is like does her first one, and then she just shows up in the next scene too. Huh. And I was really hoping that she'd just be walk into every scene. <laughs> oh, I'm a journalist. Yeah, uh, always on the scene. But yeah, so all of your confidants obviously notice because they're they're related to what's going on. Uh, and then as I put in my notes, uh, Persona Five pulls an Infinity War before Infinity War happened. Uh, mm-hmm. which I totally forgot is how this happens. But yeah. yeah where I, do you think they got the idea? I, I I kept trying to figure out who would be the one to say, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> and I don't know if I ever settled on anyone, but uh, I just kept hearing that line over and over in my head, especially because we're recording this week that we're going to go see Spider-Man. So, um, or at least I am. I don't know if you're seeing Spider-Man this week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, anyway. tickets or anything. That's fair. Uh, anyway. I'll just spoil it for you all. Don't worry. Um, no, anyway, the everyone starts to turn into dust and ash and, and disappear. And it's not even like we get left with a group of them. Everyone just starts to turn into kind of like nothing. Um, and it's really horrible. It's yeah. They're all like in pain in. Yeah. Like they're freaking out that they are about to die and they don't know what's going on and don't know how to stop it. Yeah. Like and go ahead. Well, the, the reasoning being given from the, the god, right? Because the, the whole thing with the god and the Holy Grail, I guess, that we breezed over is that the Holy Grail is the treasure, right, of mementos. Yeah. But it's the treasure that, like, got, like, the, they, the people wanted this, and therefore it gave the treasure so much power that it became a god, basically, is, like, yeah. how, is yeah. what it explains happens to it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, as it, the, the world kind of merges with Mementos is what it does, what the god does, and because people have forgotten the Phantom Thieves, 
they are no longer in the public cognition, which means that they don't exist. Yeah. Which is like the kind of video game logic that falls apart the moment you po- like you ask like one question, right? <laughs> like, wait, what about like their 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 classmates when they know who no no they're they're gone they forgot. don't worry about it well l- like but, i put in my yeah. notes it's like when the people don't believe in santa in elf and they need to <laughs> yeah. there's no christmas cheer anymore there's no belief in the phantom thieves so it just all disappears you know it's the christmas episode so i'm gonna go on this tangent we just watched elf the other day oh. um and the whole thing about that moment in that movie big spoilers for elf by the way uh <laughs> is that santa's like the, the kid i can't remember his name is like why mm-hmm. don't you just tell people you're here and he's like it's not about seeing it's about believing right Mm -hmm. and then he's like see look read this book like the book of what everyone wants for christmas and he reads his own name and that makes the sleigh fly and he's like you just believed in me and it's like but you just showed him that's not believing (laughs) you're lying your logic doesn't hold up santa claus wow you're gonna really fight with santa right now yes i am on on christmas (laughs) if if i may uh what movie came out first elf or love actually this is a tangent. I don't, I don't know. Probably Love Actually. They came out the same year. Oh, that's wild. What we're a year really for Christmas movies. <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, we were we realized this in the past week. Like, what a year for Christmas movies. Probably two of the most recent Christmas classics. Dude, leave it to this stupid podcast to get to the most insane moment of the finale of this game to start talking about Love Actually and Elf. Like, good Lord. What is I wrong mean, with us? We're, we're 38 episodes in. People should expect this by now. Uh, anyway, we go back to all of the Phantom Thieves dying as we yes. left it. Um, I think that's where we were. was them all crying out in pain. It was. And then I thought, oh, elf. Um, anyway, they all are disappearing and don't exist. And as we see the Phantom Thieves sort of like belief meter bottoms, zeros out, and they're gone. That's a really cool moment, too, where it zooms out to the city and then the bar like drops to zero. Oh, I really love that moment. Yeah, and so we die yep. and show up in prison. The game ends. Yeah, the game ends. It's over. Uh, no, we're back in the Velvet Room. I dropped a thing. Sorry if that picked up on the mic. Uh, we show up in the Velvet Room, and uh, Igor says the world will soon be ruined, that we've lost. Uh, he tells us we were meant to bring change as a trickster, but it was too much. So we'll die. Uh, and he sentences us to execution. Yeah. Pretty grim. Uh, and and he, he does so by saying God's decree is absolute. And that's the first very, like, clear line that, oh, something's up with Igor. Yeah. Because uh, I, I guess at this point you didn't know that, you don't know yet that Igor and the God are, like, the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. That That's revealed essentially in the scene. Um, as he sort of reveals that this was all an experiment that led to nothing. Um, right. And so he's going to at least grant us a swift death. But sort of at this moment, because he is, he's asking for this execution at the hands of Caroline and Justine, and they start to kind of doubt what's going on as they did in that earlier scene. We really start to get them to, to see uh, th- this isn't what they signed up for, is essentially right. what starts to happen. Um, and we're, we're sort of beaten down and on the floor and it's like, oh, time to execute him. We, we summon the willpower to kind of get back into our Joker, you know, uh, metaverse form We're we're in that costume again. Uh, and we, we essentially break the door of our jail cell in the velvet. Room. Yeah. It, it disappears. We've, we've sort of broken the chains. Um, and the, the twins are going to fight us. 
you know, to carry out his, his uh, will. But as they do, they again start to realize that this isn't what their order is in life. Um, and we we get all these reveals at once kind of together. Mm-hmm. So forgive me if I jump around or if I forget anything, please like stop me. But as I've written down in my notes, I'm just going to read this straight through. Uh, Igor reveals he is a God who holds dominion over man. He hoped to lead us down a path, but the masses caused ruin instead. He says he could have, uh, he could reevaluate civilization though. Um, since a human has reached the Holy Grail, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, he offers us a brand new deal uh, and says he'll return the world to its prior state with the distorted masses and continue to let them, you know, exist. Uh, but by doing so, we'll gain success and fame, but the world will remain it with its distorted desires. Uh, right. And we, you know, we get a choice, essentially, though I don't know who would make the other choice. But we, we, I refused. It- it leads to a pretty funny ending. Have you done makes. it? Yeah, well, I, I've looked it up. I've seen okay. it online. So one of the things you did skip here, by the way, is that the twins fight you and then realize that they had been split. Okay. Combine. I, w- I wasn't sure if that happened after or not because I just wrote Lavenza down here and I was like, I didn't write that they combined here. So yeah, thank yeah, you. So I wasn't they, sure they, when that happened. <laughs> they realize the little butterfly shows back up that greeted you in the like uh, interrogation room right which, and that's actually like lavenza's spirit well do you know about the butterfly no the butterfly is the thing that connects this to like all of persona oh okay yeah but i can get into that in a little bit but anyway continue on sure. with, with the twins so yeah the twins you you literally put them in the guillotines to fuse them like a normal persona and they turn into lavenza who is the like combination that's why one was missing one eye and the other was missing the other eye ha 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 uh and Um. they also stand for i think it's freedom and justice is what they are you you sure so the thing the uh, another cool subtext thing about them is I didn't realize it until I looked it up after this playthrough. I don't know why I didn't the first time. They both have letters across their forehead. Yeah, I'm always wondering about that. Yeah, they spell together oxymoron. Really? Yeah. And so so I think it's the idea that, like, them being... Like, you can't have freedom without justice, essentially. Like, it's an oxymoron not to have both together, I think. That's so obscure. Yeah. So anyway, that's I there. love it. Yeah. That that's one of the things. I I went down a few wiki pages, but like stopped myself just short of things because I don't want to wow. spoil other stuff. But I guess. But yeah. yeah, if if you so the deal. Yes. The God basically offers to make everything okay, make the Phantom Thieves famous, everyone will go back to normal, but also it'll still control everyone, and no one will have free will or whatever. Exactly. Um, if you say yes you do get a different ending of the game. It's one of the bad endings of the game. Okay. And literally, I believe what happens is it, like, ends, everything goes back to normal, and you, like, get to scene in LeBlanc where you're just sitting there, and, like, everything is back, and everybody is back and happy, and then you're like, something's not right, and, like, the game ends. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. And, like, yeah, so you can actually end the game that way, and you will, like, lose the game if you do that. But... Okay. It is, it's the same sort of thing as the moment in the Psy interrogation where if you sell out your friends, um, you like just lose the game. Okay. And so, yeah, it's one of, it's one of the multiple endings of this game. Gotcha. Uh, well, I didn't choose that. I, I refused. Yeah. Uh, and after you refuse, he basically, uh, disappears. (laughs) 
right uh, this this peace out god fake igor disappears uh and then the real igor shows up and he's just kind of the he's he's he looks the same he's still got sort of the same pointed nose same look to him uh but he's kind of like welcome to the velvet room like he 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 has kind of no concept that time has passed for you or that you've been here before essentially right uh and he shows up he hasn't been here in a while but he welcomes us uh and the and the twins sort of re- reveal that this is the actual kind of like guy who's in charge of the velvet room uh, well at this point lavenza but yeah excuse me yes lavenza sorry I, I, it's hard for me not to go back and forth sure. um but anyway, what I, I think I wanted to bring up, and I didn't have the full, this came from the Persona 5 uh, fandom wiki. Uh, after the protagonist meets Igor at the end of the game, the real Igor, he speaks with reused lines from previous games and is muted on new dialogue for in the Japanese voice because they wanted to use the voice actor who originally played him because he passed away. Right. And so they... And, and so as you said, like, Igor having a new voice in this game was a big tell for everyone. Who's yeah, a big Persona his, fan? Because because his voice was like the voice of the God Igor is like very different, right? Yeah, and so that is kind of a tell if you if you played previous Persona games that like something's up with this character. Yeah, but it could just be interpreted as well the voice actor passed away and maybe they decided to do something different rather than imitate him. Exactly, um, and I love that they made it so important to the story in a way. Like that's a really yeah. cool use of a re- like a thing outside it's their some control. meta trickery. There you go. Uh, anyway, this all happens, uh, and we sort of realize, like, we can go defeat him. We're, we're sort of, like, given this one last chance. We can stop him. We have the power to do so. Uh, but we, you know, need to get the full group to realize that power and that potential and the path that they're on and get them back on track. So... We now sort of have, in this really cool way, the Velvet Room opens up to all of the jail cells around in hallways, and one by one, we go to each of our party members and remind them of who they are and why they're on this path to begin with. Boy, this scene sucks. It really (laughs) breaks the pacing. Yeah. (laughs) I... Woo, this scene sucks! (laughs) I, I think as we're saying, obviously we've been doing this sh- show for 38 weeks. We both clearly love Persona 5 Royal. I, it's fair yeah. to say it's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Persona yes. 5, at least. Um, it is not flawless in many ways. No. Uh, and this scene in particular frustrates the hell out of me because at this moment when it's like, yeah, let's go get this guy. Let's go do this. I'm going to have essentially extremely repetitive conversations with yeah. eight, six different six people. people. And... It's not as if I haven't had these conversations with them before. And, like, I get the purpose of it, but I just think it could have been a quick... It could have been an email. <laughs> a meeting that could have been an email. Is really what this feels like. Yeah, so this is the thing. I think you're completely right. The The meaning of this, or the kind of what these moments represent, is really good. Because it's basically saying all these people are in jail cells now because they gave up. And just like the other people in mementos they've now put themselves back into prison because they just don't care anymore and they've lost and they've given up the will and what's really important about each of these moments is that joker doesn't really say much joker just gets them to want to keep fighting themselves exactly and that's what gives them their their 
suits back, and that's what opens the jail cell for them. They all get themselves out of the cell. It's like a really, really important kind of point throughout all of this. Yes, yeah. But it didn't need to happen six times. That's, I think, the 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 thing. is like, it... I think thematically works in that way, as you're saying, like it gives the impetus to the team and it isn't just like Joker is there to support them in this nature, but it is at the end of the day, them coming to this realization. And I think that is all great. But yeah, like you said, I didn't need to do it six times. Uh, And every time you walk up to them and that sad music starts playing again. And and I think you have the the same piano. Always the same. Yeah, it's almost always the same choices. And, and then after you have this emotional heart-to-heart, you're like, break time's over. Let's go. And it's like, oh, or, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, it becomes a parody of itself by the, the fourth time that that sad piano starts playing. And it just feels like somebody, you know, like, using the, like, theme from the end of the Incredible Hulk TV show as a meme for, yep. like, sad moment. Like, it just doesn't... It loses its effect after it does. the yeah. third time. I, and then you have to do it three more times. I I watched and listened to the Makoto conversation since I'm dating her in the game. I sure. listened and watched the Futaba conversation because, like, I see her in the game as uh, Joker's little sister, and, and I think that bond's very important. And then I sped through all of the other conversations because yeah, I did not I, need this to is, listen. This is the fourth time I've seen these, so yeah. I skimmed everything. I, I just went... Because I was just like, God, this is tedious. And even skimming it quickly, like even just like reading the line as quickly as it could and hitting next, it was like long. It's still really long. But <laughs> it's like still 15 minutes. Anyway, we get the gang all back together and we all collectively go. Uh, I have everyone currently dressed as their Christmas outfits because it's Christmas oh time, <laughs> which is great. Uh, because this is like one of the few times where you see the whole group run together, like in in engine, in a scene like through yeah. the environment. So it's very funny seeing everyone in their Christmas outfits and then snowman Morgana and Futaba <laughs> in like her reindeer outfit. Yeah. Uh, so run up. Yeah. But before they run up the stairs, there is kind of one more or two more important reveals, right? In the velvet room. Yes. Um, the first of which is they're all like, wait, where's Morgana? Yeah. And Morgana shows up and is okay. And they reveal that Morgana was born in the velvet room made by Igor out of kind of like the last bits of mankind's hope, I believe is what they said. So Morgana is like the embodiment of man, like humanity's hope to try to like sent to try and find someone to guide them to save the world. That is explicitly why Morgana exists is to find you and your team and guide you to this exact moment, basically. Yeah. Um, And now has all of their memories back. And then the other sort of main thing is that we already kind of revealed that the god is, like, uh, set up this game right. But there's more explicitly sort of explained that they set you and Akechi specifically against each other right in this moment. It was, like, very, very much like a good guy, bad guy, one of you, Akechi, is trying to destroy humanity and you are trying to save humanity, but neither of you know necessarily that you're part of this game. Yeah. Um, and we'll see who emerges victorious. So like the fact that Akechi has these abilities also is like very by design of like what's going on. Yep. And, and very much so. Yeah. It, it's a game to this God is right. essentially what we learn. Um, especially I love that it gets explained in this way. I do think it's very important to mention because essentially Ryuji just goes, I don't get it. 
And so they're like, right. okay, let's break it down for you, you dummy. Um, <laughs> and, and so they explain through, but uh, it's very helpful for us at home also, because I did not understand the full extent. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, as you said, we learned this, this Akechi and Joker sort of, they were, they were pitted against each other. Had Akechi won, the world would have been distorted. Um, the world was supposed to go on in some form, but this God knew, um, this God became essentially the masses distortions and desires incarnate, like the, this desire yeah. to be in servitude and it wants to keep them in servitude because it means it gets to stay in power. Yeah. Um, and the other kind of thing here that they bring up that I think is important is that it keeps referring to itself as a God and it continues to refer to itself as a God. And we are referring to it as a God because it is easy shorthand. It's simplex, but yeah, but like the point that they bring up is like, it's not really God or a God. It is just that the world's desire and fear and anxiety kind of fed it so much that it gained these powers over humanity uh, in a way that it didn't have. But fundamentally, it is still technically like a treasure. It is still the desires of man incarnate, um, which is really jrpg buck wild and i love it oh yeah no it's great it, it, it is amazing that it is like yeah you're fighting god but he's not really god is the thing yeah uh and and yeah that's actually something i may hold off on on saying anything more until we're later into the show but anyway sure. um yeah i really love that revelation of it uh and it's sort of this idea that uh the this treasure wanted to prove that man was powerless at the end of it all uh, and and so they rejected their savior in this case. The trickster Joker was rejected, and so it won. But right. uh, you know, Lavenza has this nice moment where they're like, "We never really liked the word rehabilitation because really all we were doing was surveilling you. Um, right. It wasn't actually rehabilitating you. Uh, the the evil god had rigged the outcome from the start anyway. Yeah. Um, so now that we've exposed the god for what it really is, now that all of this has come to light, we have the opportunity to finish this and actually defeat it. Right. Uh, and so we go back out into the real world mementos combined existence and learn that one, the velvet room was the quarantine cell, which is right. very cool. Um, and people start to notice us as we get out there. Uh, and Morgana is glowing. Morgana shiny is an angel. <laughs> Hooray, basically. Yeah. Um, and Morgana is making people remember as well, like yes. making people notice what's going on around them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially as, yeah, as, as you mentioned, being sort of the manifestation of their hope, like Igor, I, I believe it said Igor created Morgana when the Velvet Room was being taken over as this last right. last attempt at hope. Uh, and so Morgana is glowing. We get back out into the real world and we essentially see this ascension road ahead of us made of bone and organs and meat and grossness and it's time to go in angels covered in angels uh who we have to go and fight i do really like it was something that i I was talking to uh, my girlfriend who watched me play the first time around hasn't been watching this whole bit except for when i'm in royal but uh just of sort of the like wait so are the are the phantom thieves the bad guys because we're fighting angels and and then i guess like slight spoilers i'm pretty sure the transformation at the end has to do with Satan where you essentially are like, yeah, we are yeah, using a, de- a demon Lord, a, a demon Lord, but it's like, but for good. Okay. Yeah. Um, just as someone who had to deal with 13 years of Catholic school, it really throws me for a loop. But uh, anyway, we start this ascension. 
uh, in you know up and up and up through all of these these meat paths. Uh, and there's there's angels to fight. There's sort of mini bosses at like su- successive states. Yeah, um, you've you've you we've had palace, but what about second palace? Yeah. <laughs> This section uh, is like I think it's like four sections, only three of which have enemies, and there's an angel like boss capping off each one, right? Yeah. Uh, and this part is like actually, like it wasn't long term hard because I had so many SP items and so many healing items at this point that I never like felt like I was gonna get worn down by the end of it. But it is like pretty long, yeah. and there's a decent amount of fights, and you can't if you go back to the velvet room at the beginning of it, I believe all the things respawn. Oh. I th- I okay. think maybe I'm wrong about that. I never like, went back. So the point being, it's like, you can't really go back. Um, yeah. It's, it's just a, a, a bit of a trek. <laughs> yeah. If you're under leveled for this, like it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, and it's stressful too. Cause you're at the end and you don't want to die. And yeah. all that stuff. You don't want to die to one of these silly pompous angels, but, um, or one of the giant penis monsters of yeah, which there's... there are three. There's a few in of them. I did want to say, because we had talked about it last time, for whatever reason, the final guy in Mementos for me was the the penis monster in the wheelchair. Not the mushroom man. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't either. But anyway, I've had to see that dude a lot. Um, huh. <clears throat> so anyway, we, we fight all these things. I don't have anything like, I don't feel like it is worth going fight by fight necessarily. Um, no. <clears throat> they're angels the angels are hard they don't have weaknesses yeah it's they're all genuine fights right like they are all they're none of them are pushovers and i i like that like this is very this whole section is very classic jrpg in that as soon as you think it's over there's 12 more phases right like and that is tiring but also it appropriately makes this whole thing feel like an absolute achievement to finish yeah it's for me as someone who I've obviously really, you know, loved the JRPGs I play, but I haven't played that many in my life. Obviously, I think Kingdom Hearts is, is the one I've played the most. And those games do that. And those were my first introduction when I was very young to like, oh, the yeah. final boss is actually 12 bosses. And he gets progressively yes. weirder and grosser and more evil. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So. And the, the other thing that happens kind of as they progress here is more and more people start noticing what's happening down on the surface, right? Yes. Yeah. More people start kind of coming, becoming conscious of what's happening around them. And also people start like disappearing like they, like the phantom thieves did. And everyone starts freaking out and panicking like crazy. Yeah. It's essentially like if the end of infinity war just kept going on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If the blip happened for like 20 minutes. Uh, But so anyway, we continue to go through all these ascensions until we get to our final fight with god igor the holy grail god actually it's just the holy grail at this point yes yeah we so forgive me because i didn't write down every step of this fight because i mostly care about the sort of end fight bit um i did it's not many steps actually okay yeah it starts with just the golden grail fight you just fight the grail and it's got this is where you send someone to go cut the veins because it can't take full damage or real damage until you cut the veins off the top um, and then you cut the veins off the top and you can like actually deal damage to it. Um, and then there's the cutscene of it ascending. And yes. then that final fight is like the real meat of it and doesn't really technically have like hard phases in the way Shido did. No, no, it is. It's a more 
manageable fight because essentially, uh, I guess, yeah, this is the fight that I think is the, the more interesting part to go through. As he said, the, yeah. the Holy Grail is essentially just cutting off the, the tentacles to getting their Holy, their Holy Grail is super boring because yeah. you just are like, I don't want to use SP cause I know this is all fake. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a simple part of the fight before you get to the really cool part. And yeah. I, I genuinely love this boss battle. I think it is a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a really well orchestrated battle where essentially we are fighting the divine ish creature. Uh, yeah. And you know, at first it is just its single form and it, it's just main body, but over time it pulls out four different arms, um, right. a gun, a bell, a book, and is it just a sword? It is. Okay. Sorry if that was your quiz question. Um, no, it's not. Cool. Uh, the quiz question is, which position are they each in? No, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> Although I do know that, now that I think about it. But yeah, no, that's not the question. I probably could. Mm. Is it... I'm thinking of looking at the screen. Is it gun... This is bad for the audio listener. Gun clockwise, on the top Clockwise. Yes. Going clockwise from the head. Okay. Then it would be bell. Yeah. Book. Yeah. Uh, sword. Yeah. And then gun. There you go. Got we got it. our mid-episode quiz. Yes. Uh, got it for only mid-episode. Um, <laughs> anyway, we start this boss fight, and essentially those arms will start to come out one by one, and they all have different uh, resistances that obviously right. you don't know beforehand, but they all have different resistances. Uh, and so it's this this guessing game of wanting to, in my opinion, taking out those arms is really important because the more yeah. arms it has out, the more attacks it gets per its turn. Yeah. And so you want to be able to stop those arms from being out because it means less attacks, but you also want to be hitting the main body because if you're not lowering that thing's HP, then you're not winning. But you also don't want to be using your attacks that hit everything and are a resistance of an arm that's out. So it's right. it's all about managing what powers you can and can't use when it's time to use support, when it's time to use items, when it's time to guard, all that. I like I think the strategy of this battle is so engrossing in the moment. Yeah, the whole fight is just really phenomenal, right? Like, the scale of it is incredible. Like, that cutscene of seeing the Holy Grail open into the, like, the halo of this thing, and you realize that that Grail was just the size of its head, and the entire body is enormous. Yeah. I I think is really cool. The fact that it's so big that you're so zoomed out that the voice lines when they're picking moves are, like, quiet because they're far away from the camera their characters are so small it's actually actively difficult to see who you're selecting yep i don't know who my party member is most of the time but i'm okay with like like that's amazing yeah that is so cool to me oh yeah (laughs) i I love that part of it the Uh, and i i completely agree i think oh go ahead i was gonna say the scope and scale of it is yeah really really well executed here and I, I agree that the strategy is really cool. The fact that they all have different kind of overlapping repels that like, because fundamentally what you want to be doing is using attack alls so that you can hit the body while also hitting the arms. But at certain points, one will pop up that rep- repels that attack. And so you have to figure out like, okay, who do I use this with? Or do I focus down that arm? Um, and then the arms will come back, but they'll come back at half health, right? So they're like a little quicker to take down. Um, the, the, I got incredibly lucky because my strategy okay. going into this was largely using um, charges, like 
putting charge on Joker and Yusuke and then using huge attack all physical damage. Oh, okay. Because the only one that repels physical damage is the sword. Um, But I got just incredibly lucky. The sword never regenerated once for me. Oh, wow. Except for for at the end uh, when when they all come back at full health. But like... Yeah, I got crazy, crazy lucky in that my strategy was just, like, keep using charge, keep using physical, keep using charge. And I was like, at some point, that sword's going to come back, and this is going to screw up my plans, and then it's going to snowball. And the sword just never came back. That's and amazing. I was like, yeah. That's real. Yeah, so the the arms can come back randomly after they're defeated. Right. Uh, I think they, they all have varying HP as well. I don't think it's, like, defined necessarily equal. I thought it was. Is it? I thought okay. it was a 1500 max, 750 half when they come back. Oh, okay. I believe what okay. it is. Okay, I, I thought it was varying, but that sounds more correct. Um, maybe it's just because my attacks were so varying, I didn't keep track of the mm. math. But, uh, yeah, you so you go through this whole sort of uh, balancing act. Guess, yeah, all the get, sins, yeah. the special abilities. Did uh, we talk about those? No, we didn't talk about those. Um, yeah, so they each can ago. do, like, sin moves, right? Yeah. So, like... There's special ones like they can do like Madarame's thing where you like uh, you are resist or you're weak to all ailments. There's one that when it pops up, like all your costs of abilities are doubled, including yeah. HP abilities. So you can like accidentally deal 300 damage to yourself if you're not careful. Yeah, um, that's something I didn't do this time, but I absolutely <laughs> did the last time, the first time I played through. That's this a fight. rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's other ones, you know, like lust and like, there's all named after the sins, right? So yeah. that, that theme that we talked about a while ago of like each palace and each thing being uh, named after a sin is like coming back here, yeah. uh, which I like. There's also the trickiness of the book will use a counter occasionally. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's like you said, there, there's just a lot of a lot of fun things to juggle and strategic choices to make throughout this fight that make it both a very straightforward fight but also, like, the best possible, like, it is the best designed version of this combat system it can be, right? Yeah. It is just, like, it's the richest thing that all of these systems coming together could create. It's not really introducing anything new for you to learn for the most part. Obviously, the sins right. are new things, but they're they're doing things that you kind of would expect or can understand immediately. But it's asking you to use every part of the combat system in such a cool way. Yeah, um, I really it, like it. It's so good. And so you you whittle down and you whittle down this enemy. And as you do so, also the people below you continue to see the light, continue to come back um, <clears throat> and support the Phantom Thieves and remember you and begin to be yeah. like, oh, yeah, we support you. And there's this great sort of like everyone down on the ground. I think Mishima, uh, uh, Sojuro and a few others like show up in that square and and start to like cheer you on essentially and so the the voices let's, rise up let's be real mishima saves the world he does yeah because everyone's watching the fight and nobody is saying anything and you're gonna lose because you do it is one of those fights where it's a win to lose fight yeah. right you win the fight so that the god can say enough and destroy you all and yep. like that's whatever it works it does um, yeah and and then everyone's silent and then mishima's the one who calls out and says go phantom thieves and then everyone else starts doing it so mishima is the hero of the entire game it, he's never mind uh anyway <laughs> uh you 
Yeah, no, you're 100% right. It, it does happen. Yeah, everyone, as you said, I did forget to mention that. Everyone gets knocked down, essentially. Like, you whittle him down, you lose, and then everyone's kind of weak. But the the crowd gets riled by hype man Mishima, who yeah. you've been telling all this time you have no idea what he's talking about, and he's just a crazy <laughs> dude. <clears throat> he saves you, and he brings you all together uh, and and lets you all sort of assume your, your power. And most importantly, Joker gets to have his amazing persona transformation ascension happen as well, where, as we were saying earlier, uh, it's Arsene changes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsene changes to, ascends to, what is it, Satanael? Satanael? It's like Satan. It's It's Satan, Satan. but A-E-L at the end. So yeah, it's Satanel or Satanel. Satan. Yeah. And it's just a super cool demon version of Arsene. Yep, it's a super cool demon who has a massive gun. Big old gun! With a bullet made of the seven deadly sins. Dude, it's so good. And he just... I love that the end of this game is literally like, you do this whole boss fight and lose, and then giant demon comes along and you win by just shooting the god in the face. Yep, you just shoot him. The end. It's great. It's so good. It's so powerful, but it doesn't feel like it's robbing you of anything because that fight is so good. Like it doesn't. Oh yeah, it's great. It doesn't matter because you do win that like lose. It all feels right. Yeah. Also the music, the music that plays when he shows up. It's so good. It's so hype. It's so good. He's so cool. He, again, he is, I'm pretty sure Satan. So it makes me rethink a lot of things, but he's really cool. You Technically, say, there is a different persona called Satan. There is, yes. So um, we're good. We're good. There's it's also fine. Lucifer and Baphomet and like, there's a lot of different versions of that. Uh, there's always a god. There's always a Satan, I guess. Uh, as, Bioshock, as Bioshock always said. Um, <laughs> anyway, you kill the god. You shoot him in the face. Yeah. Uh, and the rain, the blood rain stops. The skies part. As I said, the Red Sea cracks into nothingness. It all right. dissipates. Now, this is this is getting down to a cutscene, right? Yes. We're, like, in, we're another anime cutscene. There's like four of them throughout this. Yeah, excuse me. Right before this, after the fight, Morgana also uh, sort well, of... Yeah, you get the disappe- treasure. Yeah, the treasure appears. Morgana disappears uh, at this point as well. Um, and well, then- Morgana has this kind of nice moment, right, where... When you, ha- when you find the treasure, Morgana's kind of being sad because they understand, I think, what's about to happen. Um, but you get the treasure, and Morgana basically says these very sweet things about how, like, humans can change the world and they can change themselves if they want. They just kind of forgot that that was true, yes. right? And, like, that's sort of the message overall of, like, the, the game, right, is, like, this idea of being complacent and looking for easy outs and wanting other people to solve things for you or take control and you can make change in the world and you can change yourself for the better or be the way you want to be if you just do it yeah. and people just sort of forgot that is like signed it kind of a sweet way of putting it and i think again ultimately like a really nice message overall that you can be the change you want to see if you just try is like, oh, that's, yeah. that's nice. No, it's all wonderful. And for reference, this is all happening. We're back on street level. Like all, all of the mementos, essentially ness of, of society right. is disappearing. Uh, and I a hundred percent agree with you. I think this, this moment with, uh, Morgana is really well done and really beautiful and, and really wonderful, especially I think after, obviously this character has had a lot of silly horny moments. 
uh, but to have them be this wonderful sort of angel, essentially, is, is really great. I will say, as unfortunately a product of meme culture in my brain, I could only think of this essentially being like a Care Bear ascending into the heavens of like, <laughs> they were the friends we made along the way was our power and disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's essentially just that. And I, it I, is. I found that part of it funny, but I do agree. I think it's the messaging and what works here is, is really, really great. And, um, I think we sort of just get like the the things he says include what you feel shapes reality. The world exists within all of us. Um, again, it is we, the world was the friends we made along the way. But it is a little bit of that. But, yes, <laughs> but it works, and I I think it's really well done. And I think earnestness like that has its place in a story like this. And I I think it perfectly fits here. And I, I yeah. enjoy that a lot. And, and to your point, right, it is a mix. It's a healthy mix of a nice message and some JRPG gibberish thrown in there of yes. like, the world exists within all of us. Our perceptions of it are what is real. Therefore, everyone's worldview is real. It's like, it's like it gets a little bit circular where you're like, in the same way that I was kind of criticizing like, on and a couple other of the confidant lines being like i will be strong and then they like never define what strong means they just like use it as a word to like yeah fill in sure. right like it is it, it can be a little hollow in that way but i do think like the kind of core of it is really a, a, an ultimately very positive sort of thing to take away and something that you know this game is set in the in the modern day and i think it does it brings up a lot of things that are like very, very relevant to modern day life. Like I don't, it, it is not a coincidence and they bring this up in the game, right? That like the, the train system, the jet, like the, the Tokyo train system is like the place where everyone feels like it's a prison that is just taking them to prison. It's yep. like very on point, right? That every day in this game, you get on this train and like, there's just all these people packed in right and like being mad about things and sad about things and then like mementos is literally taking them to what they feel like is like a lack of free will in their lives and a lack of like doing anything oh and yeah like, it's all very very relevant when right? i think it's It'll... even it's more wild that it's relevant you know five years later after the game first came out and prop like it, i think it's even more relevant especially yeah. after everything the world has gone through. And so, yeah, I like, I, I think all the messaging here really, really works beautifully. Um, and, and so, as you said, we sort of have that like beautiful, sweet, very saccharine JRPG ish ending. Uh, and then everyone's kind of back in their normal clothes back in Shibuya. The public kind of seems to be back to their normal selves. People are worried about dates or like gossip and, and things like that. Uh, and also Christmas plans. And also are talking about how Shido is going to get, like, arrested or whatever. Like, yes. There's a, there's a very clear air of, like, they don't like Shido. Yes, exactly. They're not fooled by the stuff that's been going on. But, of course, we do also, right. you know, just as Mementos is gone, just as Morgana is currently gone, um, the MetaNav app is also gone. Yes. And so this seems to be the end. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we have all that happen. The group kind of is like, let's make plans to all have a celebration tomorrow christmas like let's all get together we are a family after all and so we'll all we'll all get back together but before that happens uh as you say in the run to show most importantly you can finally save yes you finally get the chance to save the game after a really long time i uh i i told this to you or i messaged you about this but like i i was playing uh, it was like 4.30 and I had a thing to do at 6.30 yeah. and I was about to start the boss and I was like, 
oh, this will probably, like, I was, I was starting, like, the path up to the boss or whatever, and I was like, this is, it'll be done in an hour. Like, I, it's not gonna take me two hours to get there. And I literally finished at 6.20. Yeah. And then had to go and do my thing. And it so is I long. was like, it is a long, long time. You gotta be hunkered in. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is a lot. Thank God consoles can uh, save where you're at. And it's not yeah. like the days of the NES. But anyway, we uh, <laughs> we have all that happen. Then we have a little bit <clears throat> more in Shibuya in the evening. Uh, we're, we're Which kind you're of... still there for some reason. Yes. Yeah. You've never left. Or I assume maybe you're just kind of like taking it all in. You know, sure. having a moment after you save the world. Uh, and Sai appears and essentially is like, hey, we can probably make this case happen against Cheeto and everything. But I think we need you to turn yourself in. Like, you did escape police custody. There are going to be questions. It will look a lot better if you turn yourself in. And then... Well, and the key thing here, too, is that she says that they won't be able to pin it on Shido. They won't be able... The hard part is going to be tying him directly to the crimes because nobody still knows what the metaverse is. So if you turn yourself in and testify, then you can like directly show and explain how these connections happened. Yeah. Um, Which otherwise without you, it would be impossible. Yeah. And that does mean you're going to get arrested, but, but hopefully with a reduced sentence of some kind. Right. But so anyway, uh, Sai is asking all these things of you and then a catchy shows up and a catchy is like, Nah, man, I'm good now. I'll do it. I'll turn myself in. It's cool. Uh, I don't know what, what you're talking about. That doesn't happen. What? <laughs> what? Obviously, for, we've specifically avoided talking about this until this moment. Because uh-huh. for those who don't know, this doesn't happen in the base game. Yeah, so everything, basically everything except for Kasumi at the beginning of the week, up until this point, is nearly identical, right? There's little changes here and there throughout, but, like, basically everything's nearly identical to the base game. And at this point in the base game, for anybody who didn't play it, you say okay to Sai, and you go to jail. Yep. And that's how the game goes. And then you're in prison for a long time. Uh, and, and, like, there's some time jump stuff. Uh, yeah, Akechi shows up alive and well, baby. And because and th- says, this is why nah. a, w- a week or two ago <clears throat> on the show, yeah. I was like, how, how, hold on. I thought they were uh, going to change that. Cause I was like, he but Akechi, he, he still dies. So what is yeah. going on? Cause I, I assumed he was still part of the game because otherwise yeah. why have the change to his confidant line? So him showing up. It also took me a second because I started doubting because it's been, you know, three years. And I was like, wait, this doesn't happen. This is right. This this is new. And I like freaked out. Yeah, I'm glad. It was so wild. And it was. Yeah, I'm very glad you didn't ruin this because especially before we started recording these few weeks, you were like, yeah, the game's pretty much the same all the way through. Um, and so I was just like, all right, yeah, well, I'll, I'll know what happens. And then he shows up and it's just like, yeah, I pretty much, you know, I got nothing to lose now. I'm, I'll just do good. He, like yeah. his reasoning and we kind of have to take him on faith is essentially like, I have no reason to deceive you anymore. Yeah. It, it, he's painted as having come around and like, you know, cause he did save you. Right. Like he, he was on your side at the end of things. Yeah. Uh, and he says like. You ask him why, and he says something along the lines of, like, let's say it's, like, his his sense, like, his honor, like, wants makes him want to, like, 
need to repay his debts, basically. Something along those lines. I don't forget, remember the exact wording. But he yeah. wants to, like, repay the debt that he has to you, to a certain extent. Yes. Um, and yeah, so he turns himself in, and you don't go to jail. It's wild. I. How convenient. Yes, it's almost like it lets you have another month of time in the game. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so cool to not, <laughs> yeah. like... To not have had that ruin, to not know what else is going to happen. Uh, it's so, so cool. So, so here's what I'll say, and I, I'm not going to spoil anything, because obviously you still haven't done Royal stuff, and I don't want to spoil it for people out there either. Uh, one thing I will say from my perspective of playing this, because I do remember this and replaying this when I did it this time. Playing it the first time, I do think that this moment feels like a total cop-out. Oh, it is. <laughs> yes, 100%. Right? It's, it is 100% a like, oh, we need to get a catchy back in here, but we don't want to, you know, redo that bit. We need to get a catchy back in here. We need him to not go to jail for a month. Like, what What do we do? <laughs> like, I'm like, it, it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm fine with it. I want to know what happens from here now. So, right. I'm right. To- but no, I agree. It is It is very convenient. It is the it, most convenient. It is, it is incredibly convenient. Yeah. But yeah, it is also very exciting and cool. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, if you're just playing for the first time, if you're playing Royal, uh, you know, that's just a thing for you all now. This is just where we're yeah. going, and I'm so excited by that. Um, but yeah, that's sort of how Christmas Eve kind of goes, except a date. I can't, I can't believe there's more to talk about. Well, yeah, we can. We, I, I think the rest of this is sort of a date uh, Also, because yes, my food is, is on the way, so we're we are on a time crunch now. Yes, but yes, uh, yes. anyway, we. <laughs> It, it, does the date happen this night? I thought it happened the night yeah. before. Okay. No, it, it happens on the 24th. Okay. So you, you get a text. Uh, so this is, th- and this is funny because Sai leaves with a catchy. And then what this is supposed to be is like you spending one last night with a loved one before you go to prison. Yeah. That's what the base game is. But instead it's just, you spend a nice night with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which it's funny. Cause it like gives you a choice like it lets you choose from a menu so i assume this is like if you did choose to date multiple people here you would have to yeah. make that choice but yeah. so yeah you have a date i did with makoto you did with haru uh yep. it, it gets steamy let me tell you it's like it's also very cute it's it's adorable but yeah it's totally like oh these kids went home and yeah they uh haru i'm so glad through. i picked haru's relationship because like she is just so precious and it's the only it's like of the relationships I've seen play out in this game it is like the one that feels the most natural to me so far in that it's like very sweet not very forced not like weird in any way also like a little awkward in the way like a high school relationship with kind of a shy person probably would be sure. right like it's it's just really sweet yeah. it's just a nice little scene i yeah i could very much see that i do think the the makoto scene here still works very well too um sure i i totally but i i can very much see where you're coming from and i do think there would be certain scenes of this where it would not quite have that sweetness to it as much <laughs> yeah um but yeah you have this final date uh and it's good the that you're gonna have the party with everyone together they don't need to travel because it snows too much that they have to stand stay the night these are kids come on uh, hey, Haru doesn't have parents. Yeah, I know. It's probably best she is with essentially a family at this point. Um, like, like she has a line at one point where she's like, I've already told the like the, them that I'm be coming home late. And it's like, oh, man, she literally doesn't have like anybody. But like, sh- like, that sucks. That's very sad. She should just spend Christmas Eve with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, but you, luckily, it gets happy the next day on Christmas Day. Uh, yes. We have our gang all over to celebrate. Um, we're, we're talking about sort of... Uh, <laughs> you know what else happens is we could do this, which I also love. Yes. You might have noticed on your PlayStation... Uh, a little pop-up as it goes to December 25th that says, you have now entered a blocked scene. Recording is not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Which will not go away until the Persona 5 Royal DLC is done. Really? Yeah, you're not allowed to record any of it on through the PS5. That's wild. Share, that, uh, or PS4. Man, that's... Okay. Uh, no idea why. They just, like, didn't want spoilers, I, I guess, guess, or something. Uh, so you can't record or share any of it through the, I, game, through the system itself. That's really funny. Anyway, we the gang's all over to celebrate. You can't record any of it. Uh, you <laughs> you do mention Akechi being back to the group, and it's kind of like, whoa, but we are celebrating. Let's not focus on that for now. Um, well, yeah, the thing that they come away with is basically just saying, like, well, if he's alive and also atoning for his crimes then like good win-win yeah it works out uh <laughs> okay and akechi isn't the only one back as morgana is alive uh sojuro comes uh from outside holding him very just like by his top paws and is like here's morgana um who i think very amusingly is like yeah i you know i wanted to see you all as soon as i could but I had to walk back from Shibuya, so it took me a long time because I'm a cat. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, essentially, Morgana, while you were having this wonderfully romantic night, Morgana was walking through that horrible snowstorm. <laughs> Just know that. Just know that while you were having your wonderful romantic date. Uh, anyway, he headed, he headed back right away, but it obviously took time. Morgana returns the gr- as a cat, you know, in, in actual cat form. Uh, not mementos or, you know, meta cat form. Uh, and is here with you all to celebrate. Uh, as as you put in the run of the show, we get these adorable pictures after the fact uh, of the group together. I, I always love these photos, and these are really, really cute and wonderful, uh, just to sort of yeah. like sum up that scene. Uh, and, and that's pretty much Christmas. Like, I don't think there's anything else major yeah. from there. Uh, One of my favorite notes that I have for this day is Ryuji gets confetti in the food. Oh, yes. Because he does, he like, does a the, party popper yeah. just straight at the table. Yep. And it's like, come on, man. Just do it that way. Yeah. You're in a big... Uh, there's a, all this room. But, yeah, this is basically just, like, a wrap-up celebration. Everybody's happy. Let's move on sort of day. Yeah. And then on December 26th, it doesn't exist. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. We jump four days ahead. Yeah. Or five, even. And There's four empty days. And that wraps us up for this week. Yeah. Those are the well, ridiculous events of this week. We did it! <laughs> it is... It's such a cool week. Yeah. It is... Like, re-experiencing this end... I don't want to belabor the point too long, because I do actually have food soon on the way. But uh, sure. I... I love... Like, it is very hard to stick the landing in just any media especially a thing yeah. that is a hundred plus hours long. And obviously we have more to go, but in terms of like wrapping up everything that's happened so far, this does a pretty hell of a good job. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, really good end to the base game. Um, it's, I will say, and I'll get into this more once we get into the actual DLC stuff, but like, or the actual Royal kind of section after this, yeah. but like it is kind of weird that you like literally kill god and save the planet and then like there's more yeah right the pacing is a little funny um i could see that but it's also just like 
a really good end of the game, and they smooth into what I'm very excited to get into, which is we're going to be back at the end of December, beginning of through January, right, for the uh, the the meat of the royal content, the meat of the meal. Yeah. The funny thing is, I thought the pacing was funny when I, like, going right from one to the next when I played it originally. For you, because we pre-recorded this, you're going to have, like, two to three weeks off and then we're going to go into the, you're going to start playing the DLC stuff. Yeah. So it's going to be like, I keep saying DLC, but you know what I mean? It's, you're going to be playing the Royal stuff. So you're going to actually have a little bit of space between those two. Whereas I literally just went from one to the next the first time I played. Yeah. There's going to be a little um, bit of a breather, which I think will work. Yeah. As sort of a, like, I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good to have that. Even for people um, who are just playing week by week, you'll still have potentially a couple days. And I do think it's like not the worst <laughs> thing to have a break after yeah. a very emotional ending. Yeah, it's a really good ending to this game. It ties a ton of stuff up. It, it It's just really great. And I am so excited to get into the new stuff with you yeah. because we're going to start getting into Uncharted territory. Oh, and yeah. it's, there's some there's some exciting oh, stuff man. to come. I can't wait. And, and of course, obviously, you know, as we said, we're recording this ahead of time. We do want to hear from all of you about how you felt about this. This is a really big part of the game. And so we do want to hear all of your thoughts about it. Um, please write in either on the comments on youtube.com slash Dornology for this episode, write into Dornology at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at both of us. I'm at JM Dornbush. He's at Tom R. Marks. Uh, and you can let us know, uh, what you thought about this section. We definitely, I think we'll have, I could be wrong, but I assume we'll have probably a little bit of time in the next episode to at least cover that stuff, if not in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. but we should, I think that the, yeah, the, cause there's like three days missing from, from the next week. Yeah. Right. So, and I think that the other four might be a little bit, uh, might, might have some stuff in them, oh, but, okay. uh, maybe it might, it might hit the ground, the running, but like, we should have time to take comments for sure. Cool. Hopefully the next, the, the next episode though, will not be, um, an hour and a half. Like the last two. Hey, been. I think the people enjoy it. Otherwise, I why are they, they listening? <laughs> Yeah. Um, to be mad at us, I assume. No, just sincerely, thank it's you. Gonna be, it's going to be some busy weeks coming I'm, up. Though. I'm looking forward to it. Sincerely, thank you to everyone. Obviously, you know, we still have uh, many, several episodes of the show to go, but like this yeah. being sort of the end of, of this major, major portion of the game, like thank you, whether you've just started tuning in, like whether you've binged the show, whether you've been listening since it, it premiered earlier this year, or if you're finding this far in the future. Like, thank you for tuning into this. This has been genuinely a really fun uh, way to experience this game in a really unique way. And there aren't many games we could do this in this exact way. And so I'm I'm really happy that we have been doing this. Jonathan's talking like Morgana going to disappear and then come back in a week for the next game section of the game. It's the Christmas season. That's what it does to me. I get very <laughs> sappy. Um, before, I, before I get a little more sappy, uh, I do just quickly want to say I am actually not going to do a Persona pseudonym this week. Okay. It just doesn't feel right. Sure. Because we fought so many angels. Yeah. And most of the angels, you know, if you if you if you've watched Supernatural, you know who they are. So they're like, yeah, they're all named. I can't, I never get them straight. It's all like Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, Donatello, like other, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo. Yeah, exactly. Um, Splinter, uh, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite angel. Uh, but Tom, you do have a pop quiz question for us, do you not? I do have a pop quiz question for everybody for the end of the game. It seemed only appropriate that this was the question. Uh, I, I imagine a lot of people will get this, but may, maybe some people weren't paying attention. Uh, one of my favorite things that the final boss fight does is that you get this giant demon 
and you get to press the big red button to shoot the guy in the head. So the question for this episode is what is the name of the one-time-only ability that Satanael uses to finish the final boss fight? That's the question. What's the name of the ability that you use? <laughs> Uh, Jonathan gave kind of a hint towards it earlier, but you know, it, it's, 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 I didn't we'll ruin who it. Who gets it? No, you didn't okay, ruin good. it. Okay. So you, you kind of read like the description of yes, the ability rather yeah, than like the, the name. The name itself. I know the description. Yeah. I don't know the name. So I'm just going to call it yeah. the shooty McGod killing ability. Oh, you got it. Don't spoil it. I didn't no. want, uh, I'm at Tom R. Marks. He's at J.M. Dornbush. You can email us at Dernology at gmail.com or leave a comment on the Dernology YouTube channel. I didn't screw it up for once. Anywhere of those, any one of those spots, leave comments about the episode, about the stuff that we just talked about, if you have your own thoughts, or if you have an idea of what that ability is. We'd love to hear it. We would. Uh, and again, for all those out there celebrating, uh, Merry Christmas. I just almost dropped another thing on the Merry crib. Christmas. Happy Holidays. Almost Happy New Year. Almost Happy New Year. Next episode will be a New Year's episode. Yeah, we'll be a New Year's episode. We should record it at midnight. No. (laughs) No. I'm not really a big New Year's person, so it wouldn't matter. I'm going to be hanging out with my Animal Crossing villagers. Oh, yes. Like I did last year. Excuse me. The right way to celebrate New Year's. Um, (laughs) But no, thank you so much uh, to everyone for tuning in. Genuinely love, love doing the show. And Tom, thank you for being on this crazy journey with me. I know it is like your... 12th time playing the game so i do appreciate you taking your time for oh my pleasure uh and again thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching this has been such a blast we hope you enjoyed this episode uh and we hope you've been enjoying the show you know if you have please consider leaving a review and dropping the likes and such but just you hanging out with us means a lot to us thank you so much uh we hope you're doing well we hope you're staying safe and as always nice to steal you